0: You've read or heard or preached the scripture this week, now what? Join me, Pastor Carissa, and my colleague, Pastor Alan, as we explore the spaces between the Sundays in our podcast, Soft Idolatry.
1: Hello, and welcome to Soft Idolatry, Season 4, Episode 5. Carissa, how are you doing today?
0: I'm doing okay. How about you?
1: Few complaints. none that i'm going to share immediately on this podcast anyhow
0: that's fair i've got a few that i'm going to keep to myself too but overall i'm surviving this is you know i saw it last night um something that i almost ordered it was a 2020 finisher medal it had no virtual race associated with it or anything like that it was just a finisher medal for getting through 2020 (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> we all get participation trophies that's
0: right that's right if you survived this year friends uh you get you get a medal because this year has been a stinker
1: yes it has speaking of stinkers where, where the hell were you last week
0: i was on vacation dude we still do get vacation even though it's a pandemic yeah, but
1: you could record a podcast. I've recorded on my vacations.
0: I've recorded on my vacations too, but there was a holiday in the mix and it was just a crazy weird pandemic. Yeah, but we have
1: a we have a whole new season to discuss. We we are 2 weeks into Advent and we didn't get a chance to prep our our listeners for Advent, because we didn't start this before the start of Advent.
0: Excuse so- me. We talked about Christ the King, first of all, which is preparation for Advent. We have whole preparation for Advent Sunday, first of all. Um, and second of all, like you're, you are really, really full of yourself that you think people can't possibly do Advent without talking to you first. Geez.
1: Well, you know, I was thinking about you too. <laughs>
0: Aw, it's nice to know you think almost as highly of me as you do of yourself. (laughs) Well,
1: you know, somebody has to, right?
0: Oh, ouch, dang. Claws out today. Claws out. This is not a nice year to be mean to your friends. The the year itself is being mean enough.
1: It is being mean enough. And maybe, maybe for the second Sunday of Advent, what we really need is peace.
0: I see what you did there. I think we do need peace. You are so right.
1: <laughs> we need lots of peace. We need peace and quiet. Uh, we need peace and time to be away from our congregations, which it feels like we can't get away from our congregations because there's nowhere to go during a pandemic. Oh wait, I'm I'm not peaceful. No serenity now. Serenity.
0: <laughs> As soon as you said Serenity, before you even finished Serenity now, the first thing that came to mind for me was Firefly, but that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I hear that, that's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, boy, do we need peace. Um, we need so Escapism. Much escapism, yeah. And even like vacation doesn't feel like vacation, even when we're off. It's just.
1: Well, you know, if you can't go anywhere. And if you are, as as I know, you and I are both working from home most of the time, being at home, not having church is still like being at home during church. You know, it's it's still work. We still get emails from congregation members. We still get emails from colleagues. And we still see everybody on Facebook, which, you know, true truthfully, isn't that taxing, but it's unrelenting, just like the pandemic. It doesn't go away. It got a little bit easier for a little while, but it's back.
0: Yeah, I noticed that, too. Like, it was (sighs) manic at the very beginning in, in, like, March and April. Things were just, like, flying every which way. And then we sort of settled into something for a while, and now it's like everything's going bonkers again. And I don't just mean like rising COVID numbers. I mean like suddenly, people are losing their dang minds again. It's
1: weird. Well, I mean, maybe some of it was by people like that...
0: you, me, by the way. Uh, so no mind.
1: <laughs> no, not not just you. Um, we we were engaged with the presidential campaign for a couple of months, and. Of course, there is no place to put that anxiety or that anger. And we, oh God, we're on the couch now, aren't we? Um,
0: <laughs> welcome to our therapy session. Welcome
1: to our therapy podcast. Better you than our congregations, dear listeners. <laughs> no, i you know, we, we don't have uh, a healthy way to deal with all of the the crap that gets raised during an election season and then as that goes into this weird sideways mode of (laughs) uh present but not yet um we we have the reminder that the pandemic never left us and so we still have all of the anxiety to chew on, and uh, I, I learned um, I learned an interesting phrase, which made perfect sense, though I don't think I'd ever heard it before. Um, uh, for for the, this time, called anxiety poaching. Ooh. Oh,
0: that's yeah. good. Uh huh. Oh, I and, am a and... world class anxiety poacher.
1: Uh huh. And, you know, this is, it just, it got amped up. And and, and that goes uh, hand in hand with anticipatory grief. And so we're just like expecting the worst. We are anxious about what's going on. And if it's not our own personal anxiety, we'll, we'll find it somewhere. And my God, we need peace more than ever.
0: Yeah. Well, and this is, I don't know a single clergy member of any denomination or faith that I'm connected with that will tell you this is not the most difficult year they've ever weathered in ministry at all. Um, It's just been rough. We do need peace.
1: Yeah. I mean, even our, we have, you know, Ongoing, manageable challenges. Um, church finances can be one of those things that um, they don't generally consume us completely. Like we can devote a certain amount of time and attention to those things, but it's not all day, every day. Or we might have crises like um, like the one I had in my first pastorate with the member getting arrested, uh, where it just consumes everything for a couple of months. But those are like seasons. Those are not, uh, ongoing, unrelenting, unfinishing anxiety factories.
0: Anxiety factories. Yeah. And this, the, yeah, this has been just one long anxiety factory everybody is under so much emotional stress and it's yeah and it's really hard to to help somebody to walk alongside somebody when you are both in distress I think that's really difficult
1: yeah it 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 gets so hard to see past our own stuff, and that means that we are not fully present for the lives of our members. Not that we all need to be a quivering mass of availability all the time, but it does mean that our patience is going to be shorter, our fuses are going to be shorter, and our tempers a little bit hotter, and we probably, without realizing it, do things that prevent us from creating that space where our members can come to us for pastoral care.
0: Well, and I mean, even just the logistics of pastoral care for those who do still feel comfortable with that, how do you do that? Yeah. Um, Yeah. We're under a stay at home advisory in our county right now. So they're not mandating people stay home, but they're saying you need you need to stay home, guys. It's bad here. Our hospitals are turning ERs into makeshift covid wings because they're out of space around here. It's getting pretty bad. Um, And so how do you do pastoral care if, say, you have someone who doesn't have Internet access or... um, you know, can't doesn't really feel comfortable talking at home on the phone, you know, and you know, needs more confidentiality than that might be able to afford them. I've, you know, had situations like that before. It there's it's yeah. Well
1: you just put on your hazmat suit and go out and visit.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Dressed like a beekeeper. <laughs> well and we can't visit people in the hospital even if we want to right now.
1: No, we can't. So, everything is weird. Is there an echo? I think I heard that already.
0: Everything is weird. Everything Everything is is weird. weird. Yeah. Everything is weird. Yeah. So, you know, in times like these, where we are all under duress is probably quite a mild word to use right now, but we're all in this. Um, how do we I have two parts to this question how do we A seek peace in this time and B how do we recognize when somebody else is struggling well, so let me, th- go ahead you got- go first and then I'll give you my example sure,
1: sure. well I was I was going to say that in times like this now more than ever, we need to reach out. Uh, we need to stop playing tough guy, stop putting on a brave face, and actually let the ones who are closest to us, let the ones who care about us know how much we are hurting. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I had a situation when I was in seminary. Um, it was my last year of seminary. Our last year of seminary, and my dad died. He died in November, and you know I was I was trying to to keep up with my classes and get everything done. And truthfully, I had a bunch of incompletes that I took in that fall quarter that I had to finish up in like the first three weeks or so of the. Um, the quarter that started in December, and so I was really, really, really looking forward to going to see my mom for Christmas, and uh, my mom lives in the Philadelphia area, and of course, I was in the Pittsburgh area at the time, and on December 23rd, I got sick, sick as a dog. Probably food poisoning, don't know for sure what it was, but uh, I was just a wreck for a couple of days. And, you know, by by Christmas Eve, I was definitely not sick anymore, but there was no way I was driving to Philly. And Christmas Day um, definitely felt human again, but not up to a five, six-hour drive across the Pennsylvania Turnpike, especially with the possibility of being sick again. And I was just beside myself because my dad was dead. And the closest person to me was somewhere else, and I couldn't go visit my mom. And I needed to feel that connection, which had been fraying... Not the connection to my mother, but the the sense of being connected to my own family, which had been fraying for many years. And I couldn't go there. And it was just the darkest day. Now, I normally keep stuff like this to myself. Um, I am not the kind of person who posts every little detail of his life on Facebook. I am definitely not an oversharer. For whatever reason, I decided to share, and it ended up being the best possible decision I could have made. Uh, within 20 minutes, I had four different offers for places to go on Christmas Day to have a meal and to have some company. And a couple of them were church people, but a couple of them weren't. They were people I knew from other walks of life. And uh, I ended up saying yes to two of the offers. And it ended up being a marvelous Christmas day in which I felt connected to other people and loved by people and reminded that I was not quite as alone as I had been feeling just a few hours before. And then the next day I drove to my mom's and we had a uh, belated Christmas celebration. So all of that happened, though, because I was willing to get past my own, um, my own desire for privacy and uh, my own tendency to suffer in silence.
0: And you were willing to say to a certain circle of people that the folks that I normally rely on in these times are unavailable. And Mm -hmm. that doesn't always mean it's a judgment on the other person if they're not available. Your mom wasn't available because she was just geographically far away, not because your mom is a lovely, wonderful person who loves you very much. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I, I think that's really important too, is to be willing to say, my normal support system in this situation is unavailable for whatever reason. And to be, and you didn't hold it against the the regular support system either. Right. So this, yeah, the stories I was about to share with, I think kind of share how this works too, because there's this tension right now where everybody is struggling. Everybody needs a support system right now. Everybody is having a difficult time and we have to kind of figure out like, day to day and week to week? Who are the people that are in a strong spot right now that can be a support system? And who are the people that need some some help, right? Um, You know, early on in in the pandemic, um, I got dumped by a a very good friend who I'd had for many, many years. And I know, Alan, I shared this with you, um, that whole story. But um, it was, you know, I was physically unavailable. I was in Central America for several weeks. Um, at the time that this was happening and then launched right into the mania of trying to figure out how to lead a church through the beginning of this pandemic. Like I got home like four days before stuff started shutting down. And um, unbeknownst to me, this this friend was not feeling supported in the friendship at the time and um, didn't reach out to me and ask why that was, or say, do you realize I'm in this spot right now? Um, But also didn't ask how I was doing, right? So there were a couple things going on there. Um, And I think there's this this grace in being able to say that those that we often rely on aren't available for whatever reason without going nuclear and... (laughs) cutting them out of our lives for not being there in the way we expected um, and to have that grace. You know, I have a couple other close friendships recently where we've gotten really good at saying, OK, I'm having a bad, bad day. Are you available to hear my bad day today? Um, and and being OK with saying, I, I can't today. I need you to find somebody else to listen to your bad day or, yeah, I'm good you can bring bring me your bad day today um and just that understanding that we're we're all going through difficult things and sure you can like weigh things if you want on some sort of scale of well this person you know objectively has it better or worse than this other person Um, but we need to recognize people's pain where they're at too
1: Yeah, this gets back to that notion that I've heard a lot during this pandemic that we're all in this together. Mm -hmm. We're not all in this equally. Yeah. And we need to be aware that, yes, some people are struggling much more acutely than the rest of us uh, who are struggling, but who are not necessarily in existential crisis. And... Yeah, we need to be—we need to be lifeguards. We need to scan the horizon, scan the waves, um, look to see who's flailing, and check in with people that we haven't heard from. Uh, we don't—we don't have to—to to say, "Hello, this is Pastor Allen, and I wanted to check in with you and see if you are doing all right." You know, it can it can just be a quick, hey man, this is uh, this is tough, um, this is bugging me. Is it bugging you too? You know, you can you can lead with the fact that you are a little bit discomforted by everything, as a, as a lead in to, or, or as an invitation to somebody else to say, yes, I am. I am struggling even more or no, nah, I'm struggling about the same, you know, it, 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 it's, that's how you make the space for the conversation. If you don't know where to start.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, this is so complicated, right? It's complicated in personal relationships. It's complicated in pastoral relationships. It's just dang complicated.
1: It is, um, you know, on the, on the bright side, we get one of the best texts in the Hebrew Bible to preach this, this Sunday.
0: Comfort, Uh, comfort my people.
1: Yes. Yes. That is, that is my text. And it's a reminder, you know, that as bad as things looked for the people called Israel in captivity in Babylon, um, that God has not forgotten that God is aware and that God has a plan even if we can't always see what that is there is something better out there and sometimes we just need to be reminded that we're not alone in these struggles
0: yeah there's something to be said for for that connection to generations past that have gone through difficult things. I on a Facebook group I'm in, someone recently asked, and I'm gonna I need to follow up on this post and see if someone found one. But they were saying they would love to, with attribution of course, for their Christmas Eve sermon, read a sermon somebody preached on Christmas Eve during the 1918 flu epidemic mm. to to ha- experience that connection with people in a day gone by that saw the same kind of struggle there's there's so much sweetness in connecting to the the great cloud of witnesses in that way
1: yeah boy i i don't know if i saw that but that sounds like a neat idea if i were preaching a sermon this christmas eve that would be uh that would be a really interesting thing to present
0: yeah I don't have a whole lot, a a whole lot else right now. I think that the, you know, it comes down to, for me, peace this Advent looks like um, having grace for one another and navigating difficult Mm -hmm. conversations in relationships around us, not storming off when we're mad at our friend or our church or our pastor or whatever. Um, And... And connecting and realizing that not only are we not in it alone today, but we're not in it alone across time.
1: Yes, the, the great cloud of witnesses, and I don't know about you, but my congregation will be celebrating the Lord's Supper this Sunday, so that's a good reminder that we are connected in many more ways than first comes to mind.
0: Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Well, if that's all we got, it's a short podcast today, but I think that's okay. Um,
1: When did any of your congregation members ever complain that a sermon was too short?
0: That is very true. That is very true. I, one time when I was doing pulpit supply in seminary, um, had a guy at the end of a a service, someone I've never met before. He goes, not bad. Might want to keep it shorter next time. (laughs) (laughs) He was also the one who said at the beginning of the service it was nice to have a cute preacher for once. So I wasn't Ugh. taking much. Yeah, creepy <laughs> from the get go. I wasn't taking a whole lot of what he had to say for uh, gospel truth there. But yeah.
1: Well, shall, shall so we glad pray us out? Yeah. Yes, please. <laughs> Would you
0: please pray us out of here before I share another pointless story?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let us pray. God of grace and mercy, God of shalom, in this Advent season and always, bring us peace. Bring us the peace that comes through feeling your love and sharing your love and feeling connected to those who love us. Shine a light in our darkness and send your Holy Spirit to direct us to shine that light in the darkness of others. We ask all this in the name of your Son, upon whom we wait. Jesus Christ, our Lord.
0: Amen. Go in grace, friends. Go in peace, friends. And love and serve the Lord by loving and serving one another. Hey, Alan.
1: Yes, Carissa.
0: There are a lot of fireplaces in the world. Do you know how Santa Claus keeps track of all the fireplaces he's visited? Does he like mark it on his calendar or something? He keeps a log. Ah. thanks for joining us on soft idolatry for show notes and more information check out our website at softidolatry.com to send us questions or comments you can email us at info at softidolatry.com and if you'd like to help support this podcast please become a patron at www.patreon.com softidolatry That's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.